when you listen to the show, if we are wrong or we don't know what we're talking about, that is perfectly fine. And you can correct us anywhere you want on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can find us at Not A Historian Podcast or at Not Historians. That's fine because we just jump on the internet, go to the library, talk to people, watch some interviews, and do the basic research we can just to show that two average Joes can do it. Exactly. We're not historians. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, maybe he walked around with jelly beans. That's what it is. Maybe he walked around with jelly I think beans so. I think he, and he was at the crime scene and stuff and be like, nah, see, nah, I got these jelly beans, see, nah. We're just two dudes that came up with an idea and we said we should know more about the everyday world around us, like why are beer bottles the shape they are. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression. Get ready to take notes, boys and girls. It's another edition of the Not Historians Podcast, with your hosts, Desmond Dunn and Shalom Agulavin. Suicide. Smog-ish suicide. Well, I don't know. Suicide by smog. smog. I wonder if you could have. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but I wonder if you could have. Could you have walked out into the smog and been like, goodbye, cruel world? <laughs> yeah, could have. That's what that radioactive song is about. Is it? What? How, what's the song? I'm waking up. I'm walking to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I make my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. Is that Imagine Dragon? Yeah, it is. Also, it's about it's about like nuclear winter though. It's not. It's yeah, like Terminator well, well, Two. Well, well, right. Okay. Right. And it's not the Great Smog. I mean, no, no, no. I wouldn't say it's about the Great Smog. Oh, it's about suicide by walking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the Great Smog happened in London. Correct. In- London, England. That is correct. I learned about this by watching Downton Abbey. Is it, was it in Downton Abbey? Yeah. I don't watch Downton Abbey. So it's an album. Maybe I am. It's 1952. Are we already recording? Yeah, I got all of it. That's perfect, isn't it? Damn it. I know. I got you to sing the intro. Uh, Terribly, mind you. Oh, yes. Well, always. That's all right. <laughs> we're, we're not only not historians, we're not singers. Yeah. Mm. If we were the money we'd have. Oh, boy. I mean, if only I could have more money and less looks. You know, I'll keep the looks and uh, just maybe get the money in this, uh, on the side. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, man. Maybe he, I should just be happy with what I have. I I would be. I mean, I try to be. Yeah. I try to be. Hopefully, the listeners are going to be happy with this show. Hopefully. I mean, because they don't have to breathe in smog. They don't have to breathe in smog because it's, it's London, England. London, England. 1952. That's right, fellas. And it's probably the worst pollution-related vent. Uh, this is probably the worst pollution-related event that I don't remember seeing in history books when I was growing up. Yeah, which is odd, but I guess you can only pack so much into history books. Well, but they talk about acid rain, and everyone's like, okay, like how many, rain. how many of us see acid rain for real? I mean, that's true. But, but, this, how, many, this, but how many people see chocolate rain? <laughs> well, billions, I'm betting by now. But my point is that <laughs> what? it's a video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they've got billions of views. Probably not billions. I don't know. But the event never shows up in history books, and I feel like it should because we talk about acid rain, and this actually is the same kind of thing that happens. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you give a real world 
Example of it. I'm just confused. That's I all mean, I'm saying. I mean, that's the, I, I don't see anything wrong with the questions you are asking. I mean, we talk about oil spills. We talk about some nuclear accidents I mean, like Chernobyl. No, I'm saying in school. We as a country. Right. And we even now, Flint is still a thing that we're having to talk about because they haven't had clean water in like a decade. Damn, that's so sad. It really is. I mean, God. Can't. It's kind of horrible. But the Great Smog, as it's called. This is the real name of it. Great smog always seems to be overlooked somehow. Uh, probably because it's London. You say that, but in all, the great smog of London killed approximately four thousand people. That's okay. by most estimates. Um, some range up to twelve thousand, and I saw one that even had a hundred thousand being affected by it because these people would suffer the effects for years. Oh, yeah, makes sense. But this is, it's crazy because, I mean, this smog that we're talking about, you have to remember, um, industrialization happens, right, in these cities, these urban centers. And we see it today in, like, China and India. They have these big clouds that you'll see on, like, CNN. They'll talk about yeah. big yellow gray cloud or whatever hanging out over them. Most of the time it doesn't turn into a huge problem. It is a help. You don't want to breathe it in. I mean, yeah, who wants to breathe in smog? Because it's caused by these factories and everything. And, I mean, there was the Great Stink. Uh, if yeah, Have you ever heard of the Great Stink? Uh, yeah, but, like, that was this morning? No, no, this was also in London. <laughs> oh. Uh, they actually had to, they, they, the, the Thames, right, uh-huh. was getting uh, polluted, so to speak, because oh. of the situation before they got plumbing. Oh, oh. And so, the, like, the smell became so bad one time yeah. that, like, Parliament had to move. Like, they, they, they were dousing, like, their curtains and lime and lime and stuff, oh, trying really? to kill the smell. And they could they, they could barely, like, focus to whole business. That's how bad it was. Yeah, that's bad. And it's taken over the whole thing. And so they ended up building their sewers and everything. Yeah. The guy that built their sewers, can't remember his name, genius guy, was like, these are my measurements. But we're only going to do this one time. Yeah. So let's go ahead and double the measurements. So he made them twice as big as they need to be so that they wouldn't have to be redone, like, immediately. That's a good idea. And it could grow with the city. So that's maintained for a while. Hmm. Anyway, the great smog, you know, it's, it's smog, but it, it's very thick smog. I mean, yeah. London, London's foggy generally, we, we, right. I think. In America, we say, you know, foggy old London town, right? Like, that's right. Where London fog is a brand that we all know. It's just very weird to think of that some of it could be deadly smog that would I mean, kill you. London fog is not is not the same as London smog. Yeah, no, no. No, that's the discount brand. <laughs> that's the discount brand. Uh, when you run to the pound store, that's what you get in London smog. It's like you get this London smog. No, I'm going to pass. Single stitch. Um, mm. Irregulars. So, <laughs> no, but it, it, do, it does make me laugh that, that we talk about it because... Uh, London was very dark even up until very recently to this point in the 1950s. When Jack the Ripper... Mm. Ricker? Uh, no, Jack the Ripper. When Jack the Ripper was striking, uh, one of the reasons why people were like, how the hell did you just get away in London? It's packed, even in Whitechapel, right? Right. Uh, street lights and stuff. Oh, the, that's right. The, one of the real answers is that because what happens... You have watchmen, right? Right. And you, they have police at the time, obviously. Scott and Liard's mm-hmm. happening. But... You can't really see anything because there's not lights everywhere like there is nowadays or surveillance. Right. So somebody could be 20 feet away from you never know it, especially if it was foggy. But even if it's dark and foggy, it's pop out of the shadows. 
It's over. Yeah. Gotcha, bitch. You know, or you could disappear into those, especially if like, you knew the roads and streets. Grab them and take them out. If, well, if you know the alleys and the streets and something, and you need to flee a scene, unless somebody's shining a light directly at you and can yeah. follow you, it's done. They turn a corner and they're they're vanished. Hmm. And so it, this is good. The reason I bring it up is this reminded me of that. Having studied all the things we've studied for the show, I've learned a lot of things about the lack of street lighting in the late 19th century. Yeah. And this is... This, this is going to throw us back there because it occurred, like I said, in 1952 in London right. from December 5th to 9th. And it was caused by a mix of pollution and weather. So uh, back in this time, homes and businesses relied on coal to heat them. On what? So, on coal to heat them? Coal. Oh, like... like coal. Like cold? You, no, coal. Like... You're going to get a oh a lump piece of coal, of, a lump of coal. What the hell are you doing with your hand? I was putting the lump into the stocking. Dude, whatever you do in your spare time is your business. Let's Put the lump going. into the stocking. <laughs> so you have you have this coal. They're all coal heated fireplaces and stuff like that. Coal stoves. Mm-hmm. That's how they you know you know. And businesses were back in swing after the war, of course, because now it's the fifties. Right. And buses were running, so you've got that going. Buses are now bigger than ever because you got more people moving into the cities. You mm-hmm. got. Construction going on, and you got more automobiles. Right. Yeah. You got to accommodate for that. Right. And this coupled with an anti-cyclone hovering over lending fog to London, as it sometimes does. And that meant soon there was a mix of soot and sulfur and fog that made it hard to see, even indoors. Oh, wow. Yeah. Imagine walking inside, and you're like, well, at least when I get inside, I think I'm inside. Oh, shit. (laughs) Like, yeah. you don't even know when you walk through yeah. the door because it's so damn smoggy. Foggy, yeah. Smoggy a word? Foggy's a word, so smog- smoggy. is a word. I, I mean, Foggy's also a bear. No, no. I think that's fuzzy. Oh. Yeah, I think that's fuzzy, not not foggy. But, you know, whatever. Um, so, like, London Fog, I think the, the question I had about London Fog mostly was, you know, how... Like, like, how did the chemicals mix? I mean, was it just the weather? Like, I know you said it's a mixer of weather and pollution, but like, and I know that some of the pollution was sulfur and and uh, sulfur and, and like soot from they're burning the stoves mm-hmm. and fires, and from the cars running, they also have the, all these emissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all this mixes. Now, the reason why the anti-cyclone stuff is stuff is because it's kind of stale. Right. It's like not having a fan running. Mm-hmm. So what happens is it doesn't get swept out. It's not okay. moving. And that's usually what happens. Also, rain helps. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it mixes with water. Now, in some cases, it depends on the pollutants. We'll get into this a little bit at the end because these things happen today. There's mm-hmm. situations where this could arise again. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising, right? It, it is. I mean, to be this far advanced in technology and in the future, in a sense, and we're still having problems. Right, we're 70 years on, happening. and we still have the potential for this happening right. around the world. It's kind of weird. I agree. So, it gets so foggy. We'll get to your question here in a sec, because I did I did include this in the show. Oh, okay. It's so foggy, you can't even see inside in some place. That's weird enough as it is. Now, while London, of course, is known for being foggy, like we said... Right. This was heavier than most because of the anti-cyclone and was blinding in some parts of the city. God. I mean, there was still no real reported panic mm-hmm. because people were used to it. Which is odd. Yeah, it just seems that they considered it like a heavy fog. They were used to fog. This is a heavy fog. That's right. I, so when I was watching Downton Abbey, I got that vibe too. 
because there were people were just saying, oh, the fog will pass. Oh, the fog will pass. Oh, right. Oh, the fog will pass. And, well, it's been days. Right. The fog has not passed. Right, because this thing hangs around for four or five days. Right. And they just assume it's a fog. It's a heavy fog. But, you know, it happens. Yeah. We'll be fine. And at some point, um, I think things did get a little more real. Mm-hmm. Because they had to stop running transports, pretty much. Well, yeah, because you couldn't see. Couldn't see. I mean, this is how. This is how. I mean, if here we have it. We have whiteout conditions. We have fog mm-hmm. occasionally. That's really thick. That rolls in in the early morning, where you you can't see the lines on the road. Right. I mean, and these guys are dealing with what I assume is like way heavier than yeah than that, because most people are like, that's just a little bit of fog. It's like, all right. Mm, this was not. The lights fog. pop out of nowhere in this fog, and we have street lights. Mm. You know, and it's and it's morning. I couldn't imagine being at night. Right. So, uh, yeah, they did stop running it. And it was a safety thing, you know. Now, the people did, I think, use the tube, which they had, the, the underground rail. Mm-hmm. Because it, what, it was, there's nothing yeah, there. Yeah. They, 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 well, no, I mean, it's still probably foggy. I didn't read if it was foggy there. But it's not going to hit anyone because it can't go off. Off the tracks. Right. No one else is coming the other way or in front of you stop. So. Right. They, they can radio. They know where everyone's at. So that works. The smog, though, was everywhere. Even in the daytime, you were lucky if you could see an arm's length in front of you. Mm. That was a report I kept seeing time and time again. Is people would stick their arm out and they couldn't see their hand. See, that's rough. That's that's whiteout conditions. Yeah, and that's like the closest thing I think we've ever had to that. It's like sometimes it will snow and blow so hard here or rain and blow so hard that you can't see. You can't see yeah. yeah, more than three or four feet in front of you. I I have no idea. I have no frame of reference for this, really. Like, that's what I keep trying to figure out is, like, what it would be like. Uh, yeah. And the only thing I can come to is, like, uh, like conditions. whiteout or, like, one of those haunted houses where it's just pitch black. Okay, maybe. You know what? We can't really see. Like, you know where your arm is. Yeah. And you can kind of see that faint outline. Right. But you're not really sure if you see it there or if you're just... But you can't see a door. Like, you run into the door. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, but I'm I'm being real. Like it could be right in front of you. Stick your hands out. And you're just like real slow. It's like smack. Yeah. And and nowadays I don't even know what you do. I guess you get like infrared, right, or night vision or something. Well, also what you can't. Well, I mean, I, to deal with this, if it happened in a modern city, I I have this is just so weird to me because the smog, it's everywhere. The daytime, nighttime, indoors, outdoors. Hmm. Uh, people that were out when the smog rolled in had to resort to guiding vehicles by walking in front of them and leading them within the narrow side of the headlights, which couldn't penetrate the then yellow clouds. These clouds were yellow. It's like yellow fog. This yeah. is a real pea soup. And you're like you're in a car and you have to have somebody walking in front of you, showing you where, where the road is and where people are. Mm. And at times, I heard there were people. Taking hours to get home. I believe it. Like hours and hours of walking through this. I believe it. And those that did venture out into this, because people did still have to go about their lives. Oh, yeah. Because I remember when this begins, people are like, hey, it's fog. It's fog. We're we're Londoners. Get over it. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. They would find find themselves in a sea of sulfur-smelling fog (laughs) that just cling to them, their clothes... And blackened everything that went through it with soot. That's how heavy this was. Like this soot Mm -hmm. and the sulfur gas and everything, it's hanging underneath this anti-cyclone. It can't penetrate up. 
Right. And it's not getting swept away. And now it's hanging. It's bonding with this fog and just kind of settling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're just walking through this soot mess that smells like the devil's asshole. I mean, what do you do? It's like just sulfur and soot that's just clinging to you. And it's indoors. Yeah. Like they didn't get the memo from Dick Cheney about uh, plastic tarps and duct tape yeah. to, to put on your windows. They didn't, yeah. they didn't have those things. And I mean, I'm just trying to imagine this. Like, really, dude, this is, this is one of the few stories where I'm like, I can't comprehend yeah. what is happening. Even if you managed somehow to get where you were going, you had to hope that it didn't cross the channel. Because according to the BBC at the time, at least one 300-passenger ferry mm-hmm. was 15 hours late. Are you serious? That's right. Oh, uh, 15 hours? They could binge watch all those Stranger Things. <laughs> And still not get where they were going. <laughs> Damn. That, that's insanity. Hmm. How do you even tell your boss that? You can't even show up. 300 people lost their jobs. <laughs> you can't show up 15 hours late and be like, what late. happened? Um, well, I was going to come to work. Uh, and I got on the ferry. No. And 15 hours later, we emerged on the other side because of this fog. Nope. What? You can't. Yeah, you can't say that. No one's gonna believe it until you, until your boss dies from the fog and his replacement's like, "I'm sorry, we we were wrong." Um, it did work out for some though. Some people did get a boost from the uh, fog, really? the smog, fog, both. Who? Criminals. Oh, your favorite. Your, 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 oh, my, your, my favorite. Were they out there criming? Criming, because <laughs> uh, they gave great cover. And getting anywhere for police, guess what? Yeah. Well, Harry and Marv are going to show up. Well, I'm just no. I'm saying you're a police officer and you have to travel over eight blocks that way. Okay. In the smog, though. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, especially if you were like they probably knew their city pretty well, but if you're still trying sure. to find somebody, not just find a building, and you can only see an arm's length in front of you, how the hell do you go about searching for suspects? That's a good question. And if you're a criminal, you just stand on a street corner and wait until you see headlights and then just be like, step out, rob people, step step three feet to the right, and they're like, he vanished. <laughs> That's awesome. It was a specter, I say. Hmm. Did he steal anything? Hmm. He still, well, no, I'm saying he's still, you just like, just lay down. And they're like, he disappeared. I can't see him. Hmm. You, just, you just like do the elevator trick and they're like, oh my God. He descended, and it smelled like sulfur. I think he was a demon. And they were like, everyone smells like sulfur. He's like, good point, good point. And it might have been Barry, actually. It looked a lot like Barry. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, he said his name was Barry. Barry. God damn it, Barry. All right. Uh, yeah, so they did. Uh, they, they did have a problem with crime during this period. There was a little uptick in crime, as would be. Uh, I don't think there was rioting and looting. Uh, there probably was. I don't think so. I don't think anyone looted because you couldn't carry it home because you don't know when you're going to. Think about this. I, I didn't find a report, but I'm, I'm guessing at least one criminal was like, I've got away with it. And he's like, I'm absconded with this biscuit. And he's like, you're running. And then he just bumps into a cop because he can't see where he's going either. And the cop's yeah. like, did you pay for them biscuits? He's like, oh, I did. Just like they just scurry three feet away. Like, is that your best hackney voice? Is that uh, no, I'm being ridiculous for this. Hackney, cockney voice. Is that no, your, is no, it? I could do Michael Caine if I wanted. 
But I'm not. We're not here to do a masterclass. Well, you like hot Gupna? I'm here, Gupna. How you doing today, Gupna? I'm yeah. Well, guy. where's yours? Let, let's. I want to hear. Here, here, let's hear your British criminal getting bumped into a cop in the Great Small. Well, I guess it depends on what kind of criminal you're talking about. Any kind of criminal from Britain, go. It would be in London, Greater London. I don't no, care. That no, would be in Greater London. Yeah. Man, e- East End, West End, don't care. East End, West End. Cockney, whatever you want. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Tom. I'm telling you, it's either one. Fam. No, it's bruv, and you won't oh, see. No, you're, right, you're, right, you're, right, right, you're right, bro. You're right, bro. You're right, bro. Ah, forgive me, bruv. That's right. You're right. Hippity hop, bro. <laughs> can you do a Michael Caine? No, I can't. You can't do Michael I Caine. I can't. Just say Michael Caine. That's what you do. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Why? Michael Caine. Have you found Michael Caine? <laughs> <laughs> that's not Michael Caine. That's Michael Caine's cocaine. <laughs> I do. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyway, and, and this was and wasn't an isolated uh, kind of event. So what do you mean was and wasn't? Well, well, I okay. One of the with the crime and the health aspect. Let's let, let me skip back here. Sorry. Okay. It wasn't really until weeks later when reports started coming in from area hospitals. That it was realized that thousands had died of this. That's sad. I'm laughing because imagine that. Like, this whole time that this thing is happening, everyone's just like, chin up, get your ass to work. You need to get going. You got to walk the car home. Smell like sulfur. Right, exactly. It's all part of London time. It's all part of the plan. Yeah, this is what we do as Londoners. We're, we're British. We, we, beat, we, we beat Hitler. We survived the bombing. We can deal with this shit. It's just a little bit of fog. Right. And then you find out, like, weeks later, you're like, holy shit. That fog was super deadly. Yeah. It's like, did you breathe it? He's like, we all breathed it. Yeah. Well, you all probably not going to make it. Yeah. You all just got a 20-pack-a-day habit. Damn. Like, there was no tar in it. But other than that, you didn't get the nicotine high, but you definitely got the lungs of it. Um, Yeah, that's it. It was so weird that they just considered it another foggy day. Until they got these reports and somebody's just sitting there, you know, with their tin key, just adding this up. He's like, you know what? I think that fault might have fucked us. Uh, might have. If I'm right, 4,000 people died. It's like, what? How do you just not notice 4,000 people did? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Is, is no one going like, you know, my aunt died. And they're like, my aunt died too. It's like, my dog died. Yep. My cousin died. Oh, yeah. My, my brother died. It's like, wait a minute. Seems like that's a lot of people. I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. It is It is a lot of people. Well, it, it's okay because they did respond with the Clean Air Act because uh, I think once a fog rolls in and puts five digits uh, or four digits or however many digits of kills on the board against you, you go, hmm, we should think about this smog stuff. And they did in 1956. They, they passed a Clean Air Act. This was and isn't an isolated event. This fog, these these conditions that happened. Um, oh, that lead to the fog? Yeah. Well, the, no, the even, the, even the smog that comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm saying the man the man contributed parts here that happened to it. The weather, you can't control, obviously. We don't have right. that technology or that aurora. Uh, so, you can't. <laughs> aurora Monroe, store from the X-Men. Shout out. Uh, but Delhi had a smog for a week in November of 2016. Hmm. 
So, yeah. No one died as a direct result of it. But it was so bad that the meters that they used to measure this kind of stuff yeah. just went off the chart. Like the little graph just was like, yep, just left. They were like, where'd it go? We don't know. We haven't seen it yet. It hasn't come back now. Um, China's been dealing with smog for a while now, too. They had major events in 2013 in both the east and southeast parts of the country. So uh, these these smogs roll in, and they are killer. And I said that it's not just it's the developed world. I mean, India and China aren't, you know, middle of nowhere countries. In America, we've had ours. Did you know that in 1966, New York had a smog over Thanksgiving Day weekend that killed probably around 160 people. And that's actually how we got the Quality Air or the Air Quality Act of 1967 and the Clean Air Act of 1970. It took uh, the death of 160 people from a smog in New York over Thanksgiving. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty crazy considering that I would not... Um, I would not consider smog a threat. I mean, I guess it just depends on what's caused or what's in the smog. Well, I'm just saying, like, if a fog rolled in, because I would be in the same boat as these people. Yeah. How how would you know the difference between a smog and a fog? I don't guess you would. I mean, the smell of it, maybe. But around Perhaps. here, that's kind of hard to guess, too. I mean, I don't know what London smelled like at the time. But around here, we have, uh, what, beef plants, oh, plants, yeah. oil refineries. And sometimes when the wind changes direction... All you smell is what we call the smell of money. And that's just manure. Right. So my question to you is, if the air was blowing in from that way, you thought that that's all it was, how would you know? I mean, there's been mornings when it's like that. When the fog is damn thick and the smell is thick too. And how would you know if it was some smog that was going to kill us? I mean, I would hope that the government would be able to tell me, but I mean, ultimately... I, I get what you're saying. But what if the government's in the same position where they're like, oh, we need to watch this situation, right. but they don't know until reports start rolling in from the hospitals that people are actually cool. getting sick. And then it's too late. I mean, in this case, it was weeks later. But in our case, a modern city, imagine even if it was a day or two or hours later. Yeah. You could still be screwed over. I mean, it might be too late for you already. I mean, you have a good point. Yeah. I mean, uh, now... One of the contributing factors, in fact, I'm going to say the contributing factor that I'm going to call out, was the quality of the coal that was being used in Britain at the time. Because after World War II, there was a need for coal, and Britain exported most of their quality product, because that's how you make money. I mean, that's true. Meaning that most in London had to use more sulfurous, lower quality lump coal, mm -hmm. which in turn increased, increased the amount of sulfur dioxide in the air when it was burned. And that, of course, leads to sulfuric acid. And yes, the trams that ran on the city had once been electric. But in the mid-30s, they'd phased them out and replaced them with diesel trolleys and buses. So they added that. They had these electrical trolley cars, right? And that was how you got around the trams. And they replaced them with diesel ones after the war, or I guess a little bit before the war, the mid-30s, they started phasing them out. It wasn't until after that they were totally phased out. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that's challenging. Well, I mean, but that these are things that all contributed to it. But the quality of the lump coal, because that was what was being burned all over the city, that really contributed to it. Because normally you wouldn't have that sulfurous or that poor quality of a lump. It would be more compact. It would be less sulfuric. And it would burn cleaner. Ah. Uh, so you would have 
less, less emissions, less in the air, so the smog would be less deadly right. and wouldn't smell like demon farts. <laughs> you will often hear the fog associated with pea soup, right? Have right. you ever heard of like it's a pea soup? We hear that now. Uh-huh. Well, we kind of take it that it's just thick, right? Because pea soup's thick, and actually. That was thanks to the lovely mix of chemicals in the smog that turned it a dark yellowy green color. So in this case, pea soup means that it was literally looked like pea soup. Do you like pea soup? No, not really. But you've seen pea soup. I have. And if you saw a fog that looked like pea soup, what would you... I wouldn't go outside. What would be your reaction? It's coming inside. Well, my reaction is I need to move. <laughs> <laughs> you need better HEPA filters? Yeah, and it's shit. You need an ionic breeze? I definitely need the ionic breeze, man. Hopefully that helps. But I would be really fog. worried because that seems like the kind of fog they had on Scooby Doo. So I'll be like, "Quick, someone get old man Mitchell before he puts on a mask and tries to murder one of us." Because <laughs> Scooby Doo is the only place where I've ever actually seen like the green fog. Yeah, like, it just but, rolls in. But I, I mean, like, with, warning factors aside, I guess at the time because of the nature of well, the city right. and everything, they're probably used to this kind of color smell of fog. No, I don't feel like they were used to the, the color of the fog. Per se, I think they were. Well, I think everything was a little heavier than than what it was, but I think they. I mean, pea soup, obviously, I don't think came up. Now, I'm guessing here. This is pure speculation. You came up from one fog. All right. So I'm assuming they'd seen like yellowy green. And then they were like, this is actually the perfect color for pea soup. He's like, they're like, what are you making for dinner? He's like, pea soup. And he's like, I hope I'm eating it because I can't tell if it's the fog or the soup. Same color. Just spooning. That was the absolute worst accent I've ever heard. Thick smog into his mouth. You sound like Dick Van Dyke on Mary Poppins. I want want to be clear. That was exactly what I've been going for this whole time. (laughs) Well, you nailed it. I was like, chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chim. Yeah. (laughs) A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. No, I spend me times in the ashes and smoke. In this whole wide world, there's no happier bloke. I don't know. I think he probably would have been one of the first to die in the <laughs> smoke. Because he already breathed in all that shit. No, I don't know if he's already immune. Do you think he was immune? No, man, that's not how it works. I mean, can he build immunity? He's like, no. my lungs are 50 percent smog. Like, he's all like that. Like, he's fine. He's fine. He's a magical chimney sweep. It runs around with a crew of young boys. It's all good. Uh, um, no, I just wonder. I, I mean, I really, I struggled to grasp what life would have been like on if I'd been there that day. Like, because I say that, but I'm trying. I try to picture myself. Like I said, in this last few times, I've been writing the show for a while since I think the anniversary passed of it. Yeah. And I just, I can't. I can't. I, I don't know. I think I would have been one of the dumbasses that was out there in it. I would have been. I would have been trying to find somewhere else to be. Right. Now, I'm not going to knock you from being indoors. Although it did come indoors, obviously, it probably wasn't right. as bad. Yeah. But, I, I mean, what do you do if you're caught out in it? Um, I guess, really, you have to bring it in. What are you supposed to do? I do know that people walked around at some point in time. They walked around with, like, Oh, yeah. No, people, people weren't, like, just like, oh, well, this is fine. I got to go for my morning job and running in it. Right? Like, right. no. They, 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 they had handkerchiefs. They covered them and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, that'll help. And you know, wearing bandanas, the, the the kind of like people to wear the surgical mask today yeah. when it uh, when they have socks, yeah, or other or, coals or yeah. whatever. But you know, which I appreciate. Thank you. Please, yeah, please don't give me socks. 
Or a cult. Or, exactly. But they, you know, they wear bandanas running around like Billy the Kid, sure. I mean, I, I guess. You know what I'm saying? They put scarves or whatever around their face and hold yeah. it up. But I mean, you're sure you're going to tie it on. And people did try to stay out of the way of it. But I mean, 4000 to 100000 Yeah, dial point. And part of the reason why it's hard to estimate this, of course, is it was probably a contributing factor in a lot of future cases. I mean, the if it could kill, it definitely did damage. Right. So you've got, um, of course, the young, the elderly, the sick are all easier things for this kind of stuff mm-hmm. to affect. But then you also have people that just got a heavy dose of it. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to be one of the people that had spent all four days out working in it. Uh, I wouldn't want to do that either. And, Sounds like a horrible idea. And I I just... I, the other thing is, what do you think soot and sulfur and fog smells like? Uh, I think it smells awful. Oh, I'm sure it smells like awful. Like rancid cow ass. That's, see, this is one thing, right? Like, yeah. not, not not to be crude here, but we... I mean, this is West Texas. We've all either smelt or seen or heard a dead cow. So it's not a... Yeah. And we, we definitely know what feed yards smell like. So I'm imagining that it is a combination of the two. It's like a feed yard of dead cow. And I'm just like, that's not good. Why would you Why would you even want that? And they were like, probably telling stories about the great stink at that time that I was talking about. No, and they were like, one time, it smelled so bad that everyone should have backed up. And, and they couldn't even hold the parliament. I mean, that's... It's like, at least you can walk through this. It's I like, mean, I don't feel like there's an at least to that. No, no, I'm saying, he's like, at least you can walk through this. You can see it. We couldn't even see it. We just had to smell it. No, it's here. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but what about my pea soup? It's like, it could be anywhere. So how did the smog clear out? Well, eventually the weather. The weather just took it out. Because I know that there was supposed to be some kind of involvement from uh, a perspective of the, uh, what was the, thing? the organization. I think it was the EPA. Right. Well, I mean, um, well... What would have been been the equivalent, right? Right. No, I mean, they did try to take this out with whatever they could, as people tend to do. But as we know now, even in the 21st century, you can't change the weather that much. I mean, yeah, you're right. Although, although, uh, I mean, they put in stricter regulation to to prevent it in the future. And that's pretty much the best you could hope for because... I mean, what are you going to do? Bring in a giant HEPA filter or vacuum and try to remove all the air of London? No. I mean, no. There's really nothing you can do about this. I mean, of course, you got to worry about the quality of the coal, uh, the yeah. number of vehicles on the road. These are all things that they contribute. And that whenever we see these kind of things happen, they're usually as a response, especially in the West. The Great Stink led to the, the Great Plumbing and the Great Fog. Or the Great Smog led Smog, to yeah. led to the uh, Clean Air Acts, right. Air Quality Acts. So it does happen. Like I said, it's not immune. I mean, America didn't learn its lesson in the '60s. We we had it over uh, New York, like I was saying. So right. it's a it's a give and take, and you have to learn that lesson. And air quality is not a joke. I'm not going to get preachy here. I'm just I mean, saying right. that it killed this many people and. <laughs> And people didn't know it. Like this isn't even a silent killer. Like I, I really, I just cannot fathom. That I'm having such a hard time, listeners. If you're listening, and you're like, God, shut up. We get it. You don't comprehend. <laughs> I'm really trying to understand. Like this, this pea soup, yellowy green mess that smells like sulfur 
and wet just like rolling into you and leaving you sooty black after it touches you. Yeah, that's a problem. How is anyone like, this is normal? Clearly not. But but my thing is, for them not to notice it for almost a week, for no one to take like immediate action, Mm -hmm. for people not to leave the city, I think... I just... mm. It had to be more commonplace than what we would consider. I can see that. I'm not saying to this extent. What I'm saying is this is a level 9. Level 10. There were probably 6s and 4s and 5s along the way. Yeah. That contributed to the people being like, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it, well, you know what? I can compare. I mean, there's a parallel here because we live on the planes. Tornado sirens. Oh, yeah. When the tornado sirens go off. How much of a shit do you people actually give? I, I would say it depends on what the weather is like that day. But even then, most people don't really like stop their whole lives and run to their shelter because right. the tornado siren went off. They turn on the chan- They turn on the TV. They look at the channel and go, "Well, there's no tornado on TV." There's a tornado. Turn it off. No, but I'm I'm being I'm being serious. We have tornado sirens. I don't know how many other parts of the country or world have these, but these are sirens that sound when the winds get up to a certain speed. Right. Which here has to be pretty damn high because uh, we have we live in the windiest city in the U.S. So normal wind gust can range what 60, 70 miles an hour. A yeah. gust. I'm gust not saying. Wind, yeah. Yeah. The normal wind speed's still probably fifteen to twenty. On a windy day. On a cloudy day. No, I'm just, I'm trying to be honest here because I want people to understand. Like, we don't get up. Just because the wind picks up here, it doesn't cause a concern for us. So I'm thinking these people have the same. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, how we would take at the start of a tornado, they took this. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, just because okay. the winds really picked up and just because the sirens went off doesn't mean anything. The sirens go off a lot during spring right. and summer. So, whoop de do. And they were probably the same way. The fog rolled in. It's greenish yellow and smells like uh, uh, burning prostitutes. It's like, yeah, you know, it's fine. We, we were used to a little bit of it. And then all of a sudden, once it actually gets to the point where it's like, oh, shit, I think this is dangerous. Oh, oh you know what? We would. We would get caught in this. Yeah. And you know why? No. No, I do know why. Because we got caught at the mall in a hailstorm <laughs> that demolished my car. I remember that. Yeah. And it messed up the mall here, too. I remember that. Yeah, but I'm saying we didn't. People were, we were all in the mall. I mean, we were there with, we met other friends that were there at the mall. Right. And the mall was full of people. And we were, we were having to duck skylights. I remember that. They were breaking under these hailstones. And like, we were watching our windshields get pulverized. And they just destroyed. And you know what? We all thought it was good enough weather to go to the mall. (laughs) That's true. And we were like, oh, no, it'll be fine. They're like, oh, it's going to hail. It, it hails probably a dozen times a year here. And we'll be good. Is what and, we're and yeah, and we're like, it's fine. A little right. bit of hell. Like, you're walking through a little pea stones popping off. You're like, eh, it's fine. We'll go in the mall. Let's go buy some, uh, uh, you know, whatever, dipping dots. Mm. Well, like, yeah. That's the future. That's right. We're living in the future. At least at dessert time. So, it's like popping in. And, and then it just hit. So, I can imagine. That's what they were like. Oh, a fog's rolling in. You just get in the car and you're like, well... Fog's rolling in, roll out, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, it's too late. And then you're caught in it and you spend 15 hours on a ferry. Because you're trying to, mm, yeah. That's... I'm, I'm just saying, I can understand it because that happened to us. Right. 
I wonder if anyone got their batteries stolen during the smoke. <laughs> it's a different yeah. story. We'll tell some other time. time. Yeah. But uh, great smog. Uh, I, I, you know what? This isn't too long ago. So I'd really like to know. We have listeners all over the world. Right. I'd really like to know if anyone has seen something like this, been in something like this, or for our, our London or UK listeners, or Americans, I guess, because the family, it's going to stretch back, grandparents, great-grandparents, uh, maybe yourselves even, if you're cool. Uh, I am, one, going to apologize for all the accents that were done in this episode. <laughs> and two, ask, uh, well, do you have any stories of smog? Of Not maybe not even deadly smog, just like, have you been caught in a smog? Because I can't comprehend it, so tell me your stories, Well, And if your family was actually part of the Great Smog, or you know a cool story about the Great Smog. Share that, too. Share that, too, because we always like to hear about people who live this little bit of history. And uh, Ray Walden's really good about that. We always Mm -hmm. give a shout-out to Ray uh, because of our Patreon. But I want to mention that when we talked about Charlie Berger, he was like, hey, I know that because I'm from that neck of the woods up here. So uh, it was cool to have that interaction with him, and we learned a little bit more about Charlie. And... uh, I just enjoy it when people contact us about different parts of the show because we have, of course, we've had guests that contact us and say, hey, I'd like to be on the show if you really want to talk about that. And we've done right. it. I don't know. Uh, I just want to say that don't get gotten smogs. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to the show. Please rate, share, subscribe. Rate, share, subscribe. Also, we're on T Public. That is tepublic.com slash nothistorians1. I don't know why there's a one, guys. There's a one. But if you go there, you check it out, you can support the show. They're having sale all the time, pretty much, on different things. But mostly, you probably want shirts. There's stickers, too. Mugs. Notebooks. All kinds of stuff. Uh, you can get them. We have the official Not Historian Seal of Approval shirt, I believe, based on our video game series that we did a mini arc of last season. We we actually have uh, the Shady Rest. We do. That was on there. What what other? We have Shalom's. Uh, if you want to be one of the cool kids, we have Shalom's Shark Ranch. That's uh, right. Both the PG and non-PG versions are on there. There's two versions of it from our very uh, fruitful show, Booty Noodle Soup. <laughs> T-shirt is available. That's just hilarious. It is. Uh, that was the most requested one that we got. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that you should get one and post yourself in it and... Have to explain to your family and friends what the hell is going on in your life. I mean, right. But do it. also, uh, Criminology is a t-shirt that you can get there. And it will explain to you and those that look at it why Criminology is. And it's the cool. crime is, crimers, crime. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, but go, go check those out. They're, they're all awesome. And if you want to really support the show, you can hop on over to Patreon. Drop a dollar in the box because we're we're pretty much dancing monkeys at this point. Um, yeah, we don't mind. We we're gonna keep dancing. So uh, you might as well put put it in there. And that's um, that's it for this show. Well, I guess second shout out to Ray Walden as always because he is our number one patron. So you can join him and the rest. Like I said, at patreon.com. Please, please, please consider it. At least rate the show because uh, we're doing season two. We're trying to do a lot bigger and better. <clears throat> And we want to add videos. We've talked about it. We haven't. We're going to be adding more Patreon perks. Right. We've been doing less Patreon perks. Now, they did get the blooper reel. The blooper reel is on Patreon. If you want to see what gets taken out, what doesn't make it into the show, 
you can <laughs> jump over there and uh, find out all the things that even we find too inappropriate to mention on World Wide Web Radio. That's what it should have been called, right? World Wide Web Radio. Hey, forget podcast. I'm going to call. We're on the. This is the Not Historians Worldwide Web Radio Show. I think we should get cards made up. Did it say that? We don't even have cards that say the Naughty Stories, but that's something else we need. See, we'll see that people can help us with because we, we're trying to get a YouTube channel off the ground. I wanna, I wanna do some stuff on uh, weird, th- weird history, odd history. It's not full show or not Shalom approved. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying uh, the missing cosmonauts. That would be kind of fun. To, that would that be. We talk about the Russian, the Russian space programs, hidden secrets and lies from the sixties and fifties. Mm, Sputnik. Yes, Sputnik Four in particular. Oh. See, I, I've been researching this. It's it's on the table, guys. I mean, it's not negative. It, it's something we want to do, but um, if we don't make it, maybe it'll be a Patreon exclusive. I hate to say that because we want to bring things to you, but it's just not a full length show. And the the answer is, we always want to bring the best quality. To the show, and uh, if we do other stuff like we've done, two, we've done one tour of a museum. Mm-hmm. We want to do another one this year. There's some other places we want to go. Um, just generally, what, what I'm what I'm going to ask you for is consider giving a dollar a month. We put out at least two shows a month. That's fifty cents a show. Uh, I don't even. Is there even a dollar movie theater anymore in the world? No. No. So you can't even watch a movie for that. So fifty cents. Come on. We're we're living in the the fifties, the, the time of the great smog here. So you might as well drop a few coins in our box. Anyway, we've been your host. You've been awesome, and I've been here. And we'll see you next time. Bye.